0: Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson. Here with my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. And Garrett Price. How's it going? It's going pretty good, Garrett. How are you doing in the comfort of your own home?
1: Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, it's kind of weird. Like normally I'm I'm used to being in studio with you guys, looking at your beautiful faces, and uh so now much. I'm just staring at this wall.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, I'm I'm sure I look as good as that wall, so it's all right. Uh, <laughs> it's comparable at least. <laughs> so you had to be here today because today's our twenty twenty draft class preview. And since you you're the head of our Debbie department and you know about all these rookies, we we couldn't have done this show without you. We need you. We need you.
1: You know, it feels, it feels good to be wanted and needed. It, it, is. Uh, it warms the soul.
0: It does. It really does. And that's what we're here. We're here to help you not only be better at Dynasty, but to warm your soul. Deep thoughts <laughs> on these rookies with Garrett Price. So, yeah, today we're going to do the 2020 class preview. Um, like always, I am not ready to talk 2020 class rookies yet because I spend so much time in a 19 class, and then I get to get ready for the 19 season. Uh, so I don't really start diving into rookies until – honestly after after the season
2: this is my rookie decompress time yes. right now so yeah i'm with you there
0: yeah i'm not full-blown debbie but not not garrett this guy's always prepared oh so we're get into this we're gonna preview some of these it's almost like we're gonna interview garrett on some of these top 12 players and maybe a little a couple more to kind of keep your eyes on for the 2020 season and we've heard so much about it the 2020 class like you know, I'm sure a lot of you out there are like, okay, well, who is in this 2020 class that's so special that everybody has to have these picks? Like, it's it's mandatory that you have as many 2020 picks as possible. If you give them up, people are calling you a fool. So we don't want people being called fools.
2: No, no, not if you listen to nope. this podcast.
0: Definitely not. You don't. You want to be the opposite. What's the opposite of a fool?
2: Um, really, a genius.
0: Oh. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. You're a dynasty genius, Ooh. Albert Einstein. Einstein. I was trying to think of a dynasty word to put in there. I just couldn't do it. So uh, before we get into this, before we interview Garrett Price on these 2020 rookies, let's tell let's take a minute and talk about our sponsor, DynastyOwner.com. That's right, we're here. They're still here. DynastyOwner.com. Remember, we've talked about their beta group. We've talked about all these different options you can do to get in there with Dynasty Owner and get it for free for a life cool gear, a trip to Mexico tickets to a Monday night game, all inclusive, like all this stuff you can do with dynasty owner.com. We haven't spent a lot of time talking about dynasty owner.com. Like why should you sign up again? It's a fancy football website dynasty aspect, but you actually play it's an auction, not an auction league. It's a salary league and you actually go with the NFL players salaries. So it's the closest thing you're going to get to being a real GM and I can tell you what. meeting with the knowing the guys from dynastyowner.com the owners and their plans for the future as well. This is absolutely a website you want to get in on on the ground floor because you know getting a free 5 years 6 years from now. Can you imagine like 10 years ago Matt somebody's like, "Hey, here's an opportunity to use myfantasyleague.com." For, for free, free,
2: for life, Yep.
0: Yeah, you are like, oh, I'm not giving them 100 bucks. Would be crazy? Now you're like, oh, my God, it's a season.
2: <laughs> right. It's a I season. Could've, I could have saved so much money.
0: So uh, check them out, DynastyOwner.com. Check out their podcast. Check out their YouTube channel. You can even check out one of their YouTube episodes. Me and Matt, Matt and I, are actually on a YouTube episode doing a podcast.
2: You can see our handsome faces.
0: Well, one of two ain't bad. So check them out, DynastyOwner.com. They're great. They are good. They're like, they're like uh, Frosted Flicks. Yeah. They're great. Oh, I was hoping you'd do it because I wasn't going to do it. I know you weren't. Yeah, I don't have the voice for that. You you, you have the Tony Tiger voice. You could do that. I guess I could hit that. You yeah. get a lot of compliments on your voice. From time to time. I've never in my life have had a compliment on my voice.
2: Sure. What? I mean, this guy can't talk. He can't say, geez, those are compliments, Rich. You just I, have to I look right. at them
0: well, the right way. I got kind of a lisp, too. You know, it's just, <laughs> I have a lot of... Uh, I have a lot of things wrong with me, but dynasty Fantasy football is not one of them. And one of the problems I do have, Matt, is I don't know enough yet about this 2020 class. I know the names. I know the uh, stature of the players. And of course, I know a little about these players, but not enough to break them down. But Garrett is into it. Garrett, can you tell me right now, the 2020 class is upon us right now. All you can go off is what you know. Who are you taking 1-1 in this 2020 class and Why?
1: Man, that is, that's is—that's the million-dollar question right now uh, because there's there's quite a few players really vying for that. Right now, my personal 101 is Travis Etienne. Uh, he's the running back from Clemson. Uh, dude is an absolute monster. Speed, speed, speed. Fastest dude probably on the field at any time he's on there. Um, but the thing is, he's not just like your uh, – Oh, he's like Chris Johnson and he's fast, or he's, you know, Daryl Henderson and he's fast. Or, you know, he's not just a speed guy. Some of the best um contact balance that I've seen in the class as well. So, I mean, you'll see literal plays where it looks like somebody's just completely thrown him, leveled him, whatever. And somehow he's still able to keep a low center of gravity, break the tackle, keep moving on. Um, the dude uh was uber, uber productive this past season. Um remember his exact touchdowns i think he had like 22 24. or 26 or something 24 hundred four
0: rushes for 24 touchdowns in 2018 a average 8.1 yards per attempt pretty yeah good pretty, pretty, pretty good pretty good so,
2: so we have him listed at 5 foot 10 200 pounds does he play bigger than that you, you made it sound like he's got really good you know in, in between the tackle type of ability there with your breakdown.
1: Yeah, he does play a little bit bigger than that. Um, it's definitely not like he's just, uh, yeah, we're just only going to run him on sweeps and things like that. He He's just fine between the tackles. Um, I've seen anywhere from his weight from 200 to 215. He's definitely not 215. He's closer to that 200 mark. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised by, if, by combine time next year if he's kind of in that more 210, 212 uh, ballpark, which I think he'll be able to play at just fine.
2: Okay. I mean, that's, that sounds, that sounds like a decent size. I mean, plus guys, guys, bodies will naturally mature as they, you know, become a little bit more draft eligible as well. So, you know, last year's yeah, tape I mean, might not indicate exactly what his body's going to look like going into the draft.
0: I love five ten, two hundred 10, 200
1: pounds. I, yeah. I'm, I mean, that's a, that's a prototypical back. I mean, it, it's slightly underweight, but I mean, it's, that's a, what you're looking for. Yeah.
0: Definitely in college.
2: I, am I you know, I ideally look for the guy to be above 200, you know, in the two 205 to 215 range. That's that's kind of where I like to get, like to have my guys, but no big deal. Like I said, like, it sounds like he's floating anyway in between 200 and 215 for, for a weight. So that sounds nice.
0: Do you have a conform, Garrett?
1: Uh, I don't have a comp for him yet. He's been one of the harder ones uh, for me to be able to comp at this point. Um, I mean, the speed wise, I mean, it's, it's been rumored that he's running a legitimate four, um, three So he, he's going to be, he's going to be up there with the track stars. Um, but, but like I said, I mean, he's able to run between the tackles as well. And so he and a couple of other guys uh, that, that we're going to name would be, easily be the one-on-one in in this coming or this class that we just had with Jacobs Nikhil Harry uh, we have four or five guys between the wide receiver running back position that would would be taken over those guys in my opinion
0: yeah etn two is for Somebody that, like you mentioned, his speed comes out of high school as a track star, five star recruit. You got to love the players that are five star recruits to actually go to college and they carry that pedigree over. Remember, Mike used to talk about it all the time. You know, it's why he loves Stephon Diggs so much because he just carried that five star pedigree from high school to college and you just produce and then it goes to the NFL. It's just, it, you, you got to appreciate players that actually live up to their hype.
2: Absolutely, man. Because I, I mean, they're coming from a different a different starting point. You know what I mean? That, than a lot of these other prospects that have kind of worked their way up. If if they if they've been the elite the entire time, they've had to prove it and, and and pretty much live up to like you said, live up to the hype. And that and that can be that can be a big deal too in the transition to the NFL. I mean, these guys. You have to you have to be mentally prepared for this kind of stuff, and, and if you've had to deal with it from day one, you come in a little bit more prepared.
0: What's nice about that, too, is not only do we have that with the running back class, this receiving class is going to be really deep and studly as well. Garrett, off the top of, like, just right now, if you could tell me, out of these picks, where do you feel right now going into the 2019 college season that, hey, I have this draft pick, and I'm in the upper echelon of a player? Uh, compared to like even like this draft class today where would you like where would Josh Jacobs fall if you were ranking these guys today
1: so right now he would probably be at least at number 5 for me and he was my 101 as well but right now I would have it be um Travis Etienne for one for me and it's a it's a one a one B situation. And there's even been times where I've been almost convinced to switch them. Uh, but DeAndre Swift out of Georgia. Um, I mean, he is he's a man. I mean, he is an absolute man. Uh, and so I I love his game. I'm sure we'll touch on him in, in a little bit as well. Uh, then you got Jerry Judy, who is this incredible route runner great speed six foot one I mean everything you could want out of a wide receiver a little bit of a slight build um, but that's that's a very small negative in a field of positivity uh, around that guy and so Jerry Judy could easily make the case uh, for 101 in this class and he would he would be my 101 in 19 too and then you have Jonathan Taylor who he's a really interesting situation because he's uh, been crazy crazy productive like we're talking 2,000 plus yards uh, two seasons I mean he's just unreal his production um, he he runs up there in Wisconsin so they they always tend to have good offensive lines which definitely helps but it takes nothing away from how talented that kid is so I would feel comfortable taking all four of those guys ahead of Josh Jacobs um, and then there's another tier that like Josh Jacobs would be kind of tied with. And so he could move anywhere from like five to eight in that range. So yeah, it's, it's a pretty good top end of this class.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, some of these receivers, and there'll be players that we're not even talking about. They're going to rise to ranks. I mean, remember this time, nobody's was talking about TJ Hawkinson this time last year, nobody was pronouncing Josh Jacobs, the one, one future rookie, uh, in the 2019 class or even miles Sanders at that point, oh, really yeah. going through the year. So, oh yeah. you know, and Jonathan Taylor talking about him to side of Wisconsin, you're, you're going to hear that out the gates. People are going to be like, always oh, from Wisconsin, all Wisconsin running backs for two th- for 2000 yards. And I've seen a little bit of tape on Jonathan Taylor. And he does look great. The guy who I want to go back to, uh, is who you mentioned who I would have number two, I guess, in my way too early 2020 rankings. on a limited tape would be Deandre Swift. And I remember talking about when we were watching Georgia, you're know, like watching Riley Ridley, And scouting him, I I said on the podcast, like, man, I just can't stop watching DeAndre Swift.
2: Yeah, I got sidetracked so many times watching watching the Riley Ridley because there were so many running plays. And and this guy just jumps off the page immediately.
0: Could not help it. It's like you're just, like, walking by a TV and there's, like, something rated X on the TV. You're going to stop for a second and, like, look. Like, no matter what, you're going to stop and look and pay attention. And that's how I felt about Swift. Like, he was just that... That big X, like an alphabet, that's what I'm talking about. Cause it's like a landing spot, you know, like for a helicopter pilot.
2: Right, that's so, what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, you know, like where am I going to land my pick? It's going to be on the bit X. X marks the spot. Arg, matey. Arg. So for me, like I watched a whole season of DeAndre Swift when he was on a field with Riley Ridley, for example, and I thought he was fantastic. Just his his speed, his elusiveness, the way he'd hit that like crease really strong. I mean, he looked like the all around number one. Rookie that I saw on tape last year, scouting rookies. Like he's he's the only person in this class that I actually watched all his game film and I actually paid attention to him. Uh, and I was like, man, this guy would be the he'd be the one one in this class, hands down,
2: easily. Um, yeah, yep. I mean he cracked he cracked the thousand yards and on top of it he caught thirty two passes for another like three hundred yards. So I mean that's just that's a nice little icing on the cake for a guy that we've already seen is a very talented guy rushing the ball that he can also catch passes as well. Especially, especially in the Georgia offense that, you know, they there wasn't much of a passing attack at
0: all. Exactly. So you mentioned, Garrett, that these guys are 1A, 1B. Would Landon's spot influence these? I mean, obviously, we still have the whole season to play here. Um, but again, let's just go off where we're at now. Would Landon's spot really kind of shape, you think that will that be one of the things that shape up this draft class? Or do you think it's clearly this guy and this guy?
1: Yeah, I there's a couple players that could sneak into the same tier, but I, these guys, these two guys specifically are just way, way too talented to fall below three and four. Like that's, that's the lowest, uh, you know, obviously we could have a Bryce love situation where he was the guy we're talking about last year and, you know, some devastating injuries and that kind of stuff like that kind of stuff could always happen. These guys are also juniors. So Junior running backs typically come out if they're expected to be in the first couple of rounds, but you do still have that chance that they could go back. But assuming everything goes as planned, I mean, these guys are almost as foolproof as you can get um, at the running back position. The only I didn't mention it when we were talking about ETN. The only downside with ETN is he he wasn't used a ton in the passing game. And he hasn't looked super great. There is room for improvement there. I think he will will see that in in this season. Um, but that would be the only downside. That's the thing about DeAndre Swift that has almost convinced me to push him ahead of Travis Etienne at this point. And like I said, there are days that I've convinced myself to do it, and then uh, days I go back and forth. Um, there's there's no obvious holes in, in DeAndre Swift's game. Like I, I can't find. Like I was trying to find holes in his game. And there there just really isn't any. And to to put it in perspective for people that have been playing Dynasty but might not necessarily be watching college tape or things like that, he also got run as a freshman at Georgia. And I don't know if you remember a couple uh, running backs that have recently been at Georgia, but a guy that went in the first round named Sonny Michelle. And a guy that went in the second round named Nick Chubb, which are two of the most talented young running backs in the league right now. He was still getting playing time when they were there as juniors and seniors, and he was there as a freshman. So I mean, there's just the 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 sky is the ceiling for this kid.
0: That's a pretty high ceiling. Get on your get on your rocket, Pat Mac. I
2: will try and get that
0: because you want to get up to that high to get DeAndre Swift. Is it, it, he, to me, I man, I go back to this tape and I love it. So we have. ETN here at one, DeAndre Swift at two. We're still in the same tier. You love Jerry Judy. He's your number one. Obviously, he's your number one receiver. What? What? Yep. Tell me a couple things about Judy that just really stand out to you, and why he's the clear cut number one receiver.
1: Yeah, he. The way he plays the receiver position is so fun to watch. His stop start ability is absurd. Um, I mean, he's just able to stop on a dime, change direction. His route running is really good. And I even heard an interview. Uh, I don't remember if it was an interview or quote or something, but basically Jerry Judy was like, um, you know, there's a a lot of guys have other things that they really enjoy doing. Football is also my hobby. Like, yes, I do it because, you know, I, I, I go to college for it, blah, blah, blah but like, this is also my hobby. Like I enjoy watching tape. I like, so this guy's just a football nut and you can tell, like he's just so refined in his game. I mean, he, and, and he's got the speed to be able to burn guys. You'll see plenty of plays where he does stuff over the top, but there's also times where he makes guys miss and that's how he makes a play. So he can win in just about any way, any fashion. Like I said, the only, the smallest concern that I have right now is he is kind of a slight framed guy, so I would like to see him bulk up a little bit. But that's really my only concern there. Yeah, I mean that,
2: you- that was definitely something I noticed on on tape as well. When when I watched, you know, a few of his games, or just caught him, you know, caught glimpses of him uh, from watching other Alabama players this past year, uh, was the, was a slight frame. But I mean, you got to think, especially in the NFL nowadays, when the, you know, the wide receivers are so protected and, and it's not, I don't think it's as physical out on the outside as it used to be with the jams and everything like that, with all the, you know, you can only have contact within five yards of the, the line of scrimmage and all that, that I think a guy, a guy like Judy can get away with it nowadays being 185, 190 pounds. Isn't that big of a deal
0: anymore. I think he's weighing about one ninety two. Um, Last official measurement right around there, six foot one, 192. And when I saw, like, because I've seen some Judy film as well, just from, you know, obviously just Alabama's on TV all the time. Right. And as well, yeah. watching, you know, Damian Harris there. So to me, it looked like he had the body frame that could definitely get bigger. It wasn't like, oh man, he's lean, sticking bones. Like, there's no room for growth. I could easily see him getting to six one two ten. 210. Uh, you know, putting on some muscle if he even needs to. Cause like you mentioned, Matt, receivers are so protected. You just want to keep his fluidness. When I saw, I mean, he looked like a very defined receiver. And I, it, it's kind of cheap for me to say, well, he was a clear cut, cut number one receiver that I saw. Cause I just don't, for a lot of these other guys, I have not seen right. a lot of their film. Where Judy, I have. So it's not fair. But what I've seen is absolutely dynamic. I sat on a podcast like a month ago. So there was no even guarantee that, you know, DeAndre Swift or ETN would even be the 1 1. There's a chance for a guy like Judy to come out and be the 1 1. Even how special this running back draft class is, he ends up in a really good spot. Has another monster year, and you know wins. Not well, not the Heisman, I don't right? Think that's going to happen.
2: But I mean, the guy got thirteen hundred yards last year and fourteen touchdowns. So I mean, he's a he's a big time playmaker. He's going to be a huge fantasy asset. And like you said, he, I mean, he's already he's he coming out of college he's he's going to be a much more refined route runner than a lot of guys that that have been coming out
0: so, so. Garrett say that it is the case right now and you're say you're entering this 2020 rookie class and you're in this boat where yeah it, it's great you've all you've heard right now is how good the running back class is that's all you've heard and here you are for the last couple of years you just got Josh Jacobs maybe you got another first because you're rebuilding you got Miles Sanders or David Montgomery last year you got a couple really stubborn, and say you got Saquon, and you're low at running back. And you end up with the one one this year in the 2020 class, which would be hard with those all those running backs. But say you have <laughs> you say you need a receiver. Say like your young receivers just aren't like there yet, or they come into it. And then this year, is Jerry Judy good enough right now from what you've seen? Is he would would that be a stretch for him to go one one in a rookie draft?
1: Not at all. Um, in some of the Debbie drafts I've been in, he has been the one one pick. So, I mean, that's, that's not a stretch in the least. And it's hard being a year out, not knowing the landing spot. Like there's obviously lots of factors, but just on raw time seen through this past season, that there is a great case to be made for him to
0: one. Nice. Nice. It's good to have another nice mix in there. So we talked about that. We talked about Jonathan Taylor a little bit. Is there anything you want to kind of add on to that? Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor, uh, as he breaks down this tier for you before we move on?
1: Yeah, the interesting thing is with Jonathan Taylor is with these three top running backs that we have, and I think, I think that is the tier break is after Jonathan Taylor. I might even do a mini tier break between Taylor and the other two, but um, it's probably those three is the tier break. Um, but they all have such different running styles. Jonathan Taylor has gotten a lot of comps to Nick Chubb, and it's justified. Uh, he's a bigger back, um, more of a North South guy, but it's not, it's not that he's not elusive. It's just, he's very efficient with how he runs. He's able to break tackles, decent long speed. That would probably be one of the smaller concerns. Now there's rumors that he ran this ridiculous 40. I don't see that on tape. Um,
0: wasn't it like a four
1: because he balked.
0: Was it, wasn't his 40 time, like timed at like four, four or something like that?
1: somebody said and and i don't i don't think it was laser timed it was probably some coach's hand time somebody said he ran a four three I don't see that I see more like a four five um so I wouldn't be shocked if on combine day we're looking at four four five to four uh sorry a four four five to a four five five somewhere in that range would probably be more of my guess. but it's no for that not whatsoever. Like he's slow yeah no
0: right beef with that that's time. the
1: thing. Like, that's Josh Jacobs' time. Like, that's, you know, like, <laughs> it's really at a guy that's going to be running at 220, 225 pounds. And that's the thing. He's much more of a physical runner than the other two are. And, and he so run, it's,
0: Didn't he win? Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt. Didn't he win the Doak Walker Award?
1: I think so. I think he did win that award. I'd have to look to double check. Best but, running back. Was uh, he like
0: he voted the uh, best running back in the nation? I believe he was
1: yeah i'm well i mean with 2000 almost 2200 yards uh and 16 rushing touchdowns that's i mean it's easy to justify as him uh doing that there are some people that are a little concerned about his his workload in college uh he ha- did have 300 carries this year so i mean that is a, a pretty big workload 307 a little bit con-
0: wow i just saw yeah. that it's a lot of carries he was a doke award a, winner he okay. was yep
1: so i mean that that is something to be concerned with because he he had a bunch his junior year too i can look real quick and see uh yeah 299 in his junior year so i mean he has over 600 carries just in the past two seasons alone yeah 2018 uh, so, was
0: pretty crazy with the t- almost 2200 yards 16 touchdowns averaging 7.1 on that 2200 that sound that sounds like a good award winner to me matt uh indeed yeah,
1: if if there's one other thing that would be um, just a not a red flag but maybe a yellow flag is Wisconsin doesn't throw to Jonathan Taylor at all. Uh, only had eight receptions, so uh, that, that's something. It's it's not that he can't do it. We just haven't necessarily seen him do it. It was the same melvin gordon when he was up there and he ended up being just fine in the receiving game actually one of the better ones at the position so i'm not saying jonathan taylor can't do it we just haven't seen him do it yet so it could be something to keep an eye
0: on all right so we have those that first tier all wrapped up give me uh give me your next tier here garrett
1: so in the next tier is where you start getting a lot of mix of the wide receivers uh along with the second tier of of running backs. Um, and, and there's a case to be made that these receivers are closer to Jerry Judy than I maybe necessarily gave them credit for. Um, but you have, uh, in, uh, Oklahoma, you have CD lamb. Uh, he's a much more big physical wide receiver. He's gotten some comps. This seems a little lofty in my opinion. Uh, but he's gotten some Deandre Hopkins comps. I, I'm not expecting that. Uh, but you see some similarities in the style of, of the way that they play their game. Um, Uh, You also have Jalen Rager, a kid from TCU, another kid that he he ran a uh, 4-3-2-40, so he is lightning fast. His highlights are just thoroughly enjoyable. If you just need something to cheer you up, just put on Rager's highlight tape, and it's fascinating to watch him play. Um, and he, he's kind of been under the radar a little bit, but people are starting to wake up, uh, to how talented he is. So he's another really good player. Um, and then you also have some of the second tier running backs. So you have guys like, uh, JK Dobbins, um, you have, uh, you know, Benjamin, you have, uh, let me look at the rest of my list here. JK Dobbins in
0: in another tier to me is just, I mean, the guys a. again, he's, he just happens to be running back. I've seen all his tape. And yeah. he's, he's just a, he, the way that guy can cut, and how low he can get to the ground. I mean, that dude is a tough tackle.
2: Yeah, I mean you don't want to you don't want to say Barry Sanders esque, but that is some of some of the moves that he makes. You kind of look at him and you're like, wow. He does get really low. It's, it's like he's cutting yep. these
0: sideways. Yep. I mean, if you look at like, I mean, I'm sure if you just Google like J.K. Dobbins best, you know, juke move and you're going to see him. He's like almost sideways. Like, is he taking a nap?
2: And that, and that's what I remember, like watching Barry Sanders growing up is how how sideways he would be like, you know, horizontal, basically uh, for some of those cuts.
0: I always find myself like I have my Barry Sanders autographed picture up on the wall over there right behind you framed up there because my all time favorite running back. Yeah, he's pretty and sweet. yeah, I always when I I find myself walk going back and watch again. Time I'd be like, Oh, it's Barry Sanders' birthday, and I'll go back and watch some Barry Sanders highlight film. And you're just like, I hope I live to the, the see another running back this good. Because I've seen some great, you know, LT like Ladanian is one mm-hmm. of the best I've ever seen. Ladainian Tomlinson, love that guy. But I've still seen, I haven't seen anybody that goes, yeah, that's Barry. San-. Like he's better than Barry Sanders. You know I mean, oh, like no. he, or he's yeah. up on there. Maybe Saquon can kind of get to that level possibly to be as good as Barry Sanders. We'll see. But nobody juked people more and more officially and actually embarrassed football players than Barry Sanders. That guy could be good any any generation. Absolutely. He'd be fantastic. Absolutely. And I, so J.K. Dobbins, but some of those movies he makes, yeah, he's he's lateral. So for when Garrett's like, oh, he's in the next tier of running backs, I'm like, okay, all right, I. Right. I'm down with this. Yeah. yeah. I would argue, like, I want to see how he does fully this year. Like, J.K. Dobbins is absolutely in the same range of Josh Jacobs.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's that's where I have them. Um, Josh Jacobs, Eno Benjamin, um, those guys. Uh, Cam Akers is another guy I even neglected to mention. Like all of those guys are in a similar tier as Josh Jacobs. So if Josh Jacobs would have come out this year, I would have put him in this tier with these guys.
2: So let me just ask a kind of a broad question. We're digging in a lot of these guys, and and you're kind of putting them in places and in tiers and everything. But as we look at at the the 2020 class, kind of as a whole where do we have strengths? Where do we have weaknesses? What are we seeing on, like early on in the process? If I'm, if I'm planning for next year and I'm, and I'm trading away guys and, 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 and making holes on my team to get picks for next year, what can I expect to fill in, in next year's draft? What, what's going to have an abundance, I guess.
1: So, Honestly, uh, this sounds lofty and it sounds like we're almost talking about like, you know, the greatest class of all time. And obviously, you know, we we can't quite put it there yet. Um, but outside of the tight end position, the, the 19 class was definitely better than the 2020 class at this point. We still have a whole season to go. But at this point, uh, the 19 class definitely looks like it's it's going to be better at the tight end position. Um, and quarterback, I would say, is pretty equal maybe even a slight edge to the 2020 class um but but I think they're pretty pretty similar um whereas the running back and the wide receiver position are better at the top and are just as deep definitely just as deep at wide receiver way deeper at running back all right, so big,
0: all right big guy how how deep can we go uh, <laughs> how deep like how like how many players in this draft off the top of your head would you give essentially first round grades in this draft class based on the back end of the 2019 draft class. We've done enough and seen enough now, 2019 rookie drafts where, how many players would you boost into this first round grade? Essentially?
1: I'll put it this way. I've been very bullish on my guy, uh, JJ Arsega whiteside side. I've talked about him on multiple podcasts, talk about how after that first tier, he's my next receiver. Love the kid. Um, there is a high likelihood that even though he's my fifth ranked player in this class, if he were in next year's class that we'd be talking, I'd be talking about him in the second round, uh, probably early second round, but second round.
0: Nice. So that's that, that shows you how much he loves JJ or Sega white And then we go into this draft class. So if you, would you say it's safe to say, even if you're coming away a winner this year, you know, so you're going to pull mm-hmm. off the rich dots and just come out just a dominant champion in dynasty football. <laughs> and you win, and you, so I, you end up with one twelve. How how? What kind of quality are we talking about at one twelve? Because that's a that's a that's a pick I'm interested in knowing about, Garrett. Because I have I plan on having a lot of one twelve picks. Yeah, for the right. where I still have no, my picks.
1: No, I would feel I would feel really good about it. Um, there's going to be. I mean, cause cause we've only even talked about like the first two tiers of running backs, but then there's another tier. I actually have this guy in the second tier, but he's in the third tier for most people. Um, but Keyshawn Vaughn out of Vanderbilt. I mean, his, his tape is fantastic, fast, strong, elusive. Um, I mean, and he's doing it in the sec uh, on a crappy team like Vanderbilt. And so, I mean, he's going to be a fifth year senior. So he's a little bit older, but he'll be 23 when he comes out. But For the most part, we're only concerned with their first contract anyway. Everything on top of that is is gravy. Um, Anthony McFarland, if you're an Ohio State fan, you probably unfortunately remember Anthony McFarland because he plays for Maryland and he torched the Buckeyes um, in in that game. He had uh, nearly 300 yards and – uh, like three touchdowns and that that's another kid with like super track speed. So he'll probably be a set, but both of those guys, I think in most drafts will be a second round pick. You still have guys like Brian Edwards out of um, South Carolina. Uh, that'll probably be around the turn as well. Um, I mean, there's, there's just so many players to talk about that. It's, it's, I, I know that there are going to be players that disappoint. And that's the thing I do want to, I do want to preface this with is, not all of these guys are going to have great junior and senior seasons like they did their year previous. There will be some that fall down a little bit. There will be some uh, that get injured like, or, or, or don't come out. But even Colin Johnson, who would have arguably been one of the best um, wide receivers in this class and Tyler Johnson, both of those guys would have been vying for the one, one in this class decided to go back for their senior season. So even the senior class, let alone the juniors on top of it look really good. And so you're going to be getting quality players even at, you know, two one, two, 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 three. Like you're still going to be getting very quality players. And because of that, guys like Tua, who everybody's touting as, you know, this next stud quarterback, he's going to fall down draft boards because there's so much, so many good wide receivers and running backs that he's going to fall down boards. Herbert, he was in he was in conversation for the top quarterback in this year's class before um, he decided to go back for a season. C- season. He's going to be coming out next year too. Uh, so I mean, there's just there's a lot of guys to get excited. Jake Fromm's
0: about. coming out. There will be a quarterback that just you know obviously steps up in the ranks. There's always is every year too. So this is going to really make the 2020 superflex leagues and rookie drafts even more. That second round pick is going to hold so much weight, just like most leagues. Yep. But this year it's going to even hold more weight in those in those leagues. And we we're going to talk about other receivers who are going to step up. You got a guy like T Higgins in Clemson. I mean, that dude. Yep. He he moves for a guy that's six foot four. You know, one of the top. I think it was like he was a top high school recruit coming out. He's to have another year yeah. at Clemson as being the man out there as well with Trevor Lawrence thrown to him. I mean, look out there. So, what are some of your like guys that you love, Garrett? You know, not not in this top. Yeah, you'd put in the second round right now. But who are some guys that you think that you'd want to tell people to keep your eye on now that you think can rise up the boards? Or even because of the depth of this class, might just kind of stay where they're at, but think their NFL potential could kind of far and exceed that. Maybe some guys that aren't as well known that people that are listening to podcasts go out there and kind of keep their eye on this year and kind of get a little head start on those rookie drafts.
1: Yeah, uh, Michael Warren out of Cincinnati. Um, I think it's because he plays at Cincinnati, and you know they don't get the love and the fanfare in the state of Ohio that like the Buckeyes do. Uh, but this guy quietly had almost 14, just a little over 1,300 yards uh, and 19 touchdowns this past season. And he's a name that nobody is really talking about. Uh, But he's a really good compact runner, uh, pretty prototypical size, decent speed. Um, I mean, he could be be a very good back um, at the next level. Uh, I mentioned um, uh, I really like Keyshawn Vaughn. He's a guy that I have as like my fifth running back. Some people have him a little bit later. Um, He's really talented, though. Um, Chuba Hubbard, um, he's a guy that is, uh, a track star, uh, but he's also like six foot one, two fifteen. Like he's a big dude as well, but he came in as a track star. He's in, uh, at Oklahoma state. Um, he could be, he could be really interesting. So, uh, there's, there's, there's just so much depth that you need to be keeping an eye on. I forgot to even mention in the top tier of receivers, LaVisca Chenault out of Colorado. Uh, he is basically, a running back in a wide receiver's body. He's dealt with injuries, but there, are, there's people saying that he could possibly be uh, one of the uh, the top wide receivers taken in the class. Six, maybe even top two, fifteen overall.
0: Two hundred twenty yeah.
2: pounds. Wow, monster a
1: big boy.
2: Yeah. That's monster. Yeah, that's thick, man. Wow.
1: So yeah, got, so, so we... I mean, he's a guy to keep an eye on. Uh, Tylen Wallace out of Oklahoma State. Um, he uh, was in the running for the Belindicoff last year. Uh, really, really good season. Uh, another good kid to keep an eye on out of Ohio state, KJ Hill. Uh, he's going to have tons of opportunity now with um, Paris Campbell being gone and McLaren being gone. He could really step up and turn some heads uh at some point so yeah there there's just there's a lot to be excited
0: about so right now like if you want to follow the 2020 class on dynasty nerds you can obviously just go to our debbie rankings and that's where i'm looking at a lot of these guys and how i'm going to follow the rookie class this year the 2020 class you click on the player's name get all their you know statistics and their size so we have deandre on our on our site just for example on dynasty nerds we have deandre swift jerry judy at the end, CD lamb jonathan taylor and then we actually get to a 2020 uh Recruit and Rondale Moore out of Purdue. Cam uh, Makers, Chanel, 2021. 2021, yeah. yeah. Yep. Eno Benjamin at nine. Ragor at 10. J.K. Dobbins at 11. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, obviously not eligible for another couple years out of Clemson. Justin Ross out of Clemson. Receiver. Those Clemson receivers just keep coming out. They him, just pump them they?
2: out, man. Every year it feels like.
0: T. Higgins. So I'm looking, let me jump down here uh to right around pick 24 and we'll just use some of those 2021 eligible guys like sneaky guys that would step up Garrett do you like Henry Ruggs the third out of Alabama as a second yeah you know the second receiver uh of Judy
1: yeah I mean he's a, he's another guy uh that's crazy 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 fast um really really talented player uh there are some people now these are the more contrarians but they're like you know he's just as good as jerry judy i i wouldn't quite go that far uh but i think he's barely being overshadowed and he's a very talented player in his own right
0: okay oklahoma state hubbard
1: can you give me yeah chuba hubbard
0: because there's still it's gonna be so hard not to call him chuba Alpha. Chubba Hubba.
1: I know. I did that at first, too. I really wanted it to be Chubba, and it wasn't.
0: Chuba Hubbard. Dude, I just read and go, Chubba Hubba. I, chubba would, I don't even know what that means, hubba. but it sure sounds good. Well, Six it's, foot it's so one, two oh seven.
2: It's so close to Hubba Hubba, which is something you always say. I hear that all the time. Yep.
0: All the time, just walking down the street.
2: I said that's something you always say. <laughs> no, I'm not, about... it, not here. <laughs> oh
0: no, no, no! I thought no. <laughs> think it the other way. I'm sorry. That's all right. I thought it was something. I always. I do. I, I do hear that a lot. Uh, yeah. Right. I don't know. They're really directly talking to me, but I just feel like it's too co- much of a coincidence for me to walk by and hear that so often for them not to be talking about me. I'm sure. I'm sure they're talking about you, Rich. I mean, I do work at Victoria's Secret, and maybe that, maybe that has something to do with it.
2: Hubba, I don't Hubba! Think, I don't
0: think they're talking about me. So. So, is that a good tier here at the back end of the sec- like the middle and the second round of this class? Because we keep telling people to acquire the 2020 20 seconds just because of how deep this class is. And you look on this list and you're seeing guys that you like at pick 22, 23, 24. We don't even have two until ranked right around number 27.
2: Well, I'm seeing the Alabama running back, Najee Harris, there. Is he eligible next year or is that? Yeah, that's a 2020. Yeah, he's elig-
0: eligible too. Jeez, oh, man. Yeah, he's 2020
1: eligible too. And he's big. Like, he's a Big man 6'2, yeah.
2: two, uh, two, 227. He looked good on tape too when, when I was watching some of the other guys. So that's that's a guy that, that yeah. I'm excited I mean, to see as has well.
0: Potential. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are guys we yeah. have AJ Dillon out of Boston College, six foot, 245 pounds. Oh my gosh, yeah.
2: 245 pounds.
0: So I obviously yeah. haven't watched any Boston College film. No. Do you, have you want? What can you tell me about a guy that's six foot, 245 pounds at running back, Garrett, for Boston College, AJ Dillon?
1: Yeah, we have 18, right? Yeah. We have
0: ranked 18 overall.
1: I'm a little bit lower on AJ Dillon than other people. Um, I actually did a thread on him uh, on, on Twitter. So if you want to go on there, um, you can you can kind of see some of his uh, some of his plays. Uh, there were times that he looked like he could be an absolute monster. And then there were other times that he was just a little bit too uh, – he lacked explosion, a little too lumbering for me. Um, but you watch some of his workouts. The dude can jump – like he was doing these box jumps at, at his weight, which was ridiculous. Um, they were like – I don't remember what exactly they were, but they was stupid high. Um, so he definitely has potential. And there's lots of people that are very high on him in the community. I'm not one of those people. But, yeah, I mean he's – best case scenario, he's running back you know, seven – six, seven in this class, worst case, he's running back 14, 15. Um, but he would still be probably even as much as I love some of these guys, he probably would have been talent wise around the Damian Harris, Alexander Madison crew uh, from this past year.
0: So and the big thing here as well is, you know, there's only so many teams that are going to be needing the 2020 running backs. And even though we could sit here right. and say we have nine, 10 guys that we like and we like a lot, there's only so many, you know, mouths you can feed on each NFL team. I and mean, we we go through a list and how how many people that won't need a running back whatsoever at least to be in a fantasy relevant wise. So that's going to help out a lot of these receivers. Do you, Garrett, would you do you think Right now, if you had a middle of the round, say you are a competitor, like you're, you feel like you can compete for the championship. You feel like the worst case scenario for you, barring some major injuries, you're going to finish eighth because you make the playoffs and maybe just get one and done in the playoffs. You don't get to buy somehow, eight to twelve. Do you think that range in 2020, Bix? If you feel confident about your team uh, taking advantage of the 2020 first hype and just moving back and trying to acquire, maybe. say you can do for like a three for one, you can get three 20, 20 seconds for your first, just say that, you know, that something along those lines, or you can get like an okay player and a, like a player with upside for 2020. 20, and then you get their 20, 20 second. is that tier in that 13 to 16 range. How far off is that right now compared to that eight and 12 range?
1: So far, I don't think it drops off too drastically. Uh, until you get to about like the third round range, which is going to be any, any year's uh, class. Um, so yeah, if I'm acquiring multiple 2020 seconds, I, I will have no issue with that because at least at this point, and, and I, keep, I want to keep emphasizing this cause I don't want people to be like, Oh, you changed your mind. A lot can happen over one season. But at this point um, the, the depth looks, the depth looks good enough that it's kind of similar to this year's class where a player that you could get at one eight is pretty similar to the player you could get at two five. Um, They're kind of all uh, in a, in a big old tier and that's similar to how it is in this year's class. Cause like I said, I didn't even get a chance to talk about Tyler Johnson out of Minnesota. Oh, you can talk about Tyler
0: Johnson out of Minnesota. Who is he?
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's so he would have, he would have come if he would have come in this class, he would have been battling with Nikhil Harry and AJ Brown and those guys for the top, um, Receiver as far as just talent goes, his his dominator rating this past season is 61 percent, which is just absolutely absurd. Um, So the guy's a monster. His hands are unreal. There was even a catch that you saw from uh, from the spring game. And yes, I get it's the spring game, but just this ridiculous one handed snag over top of the defender. I mean, the guy is really, really athletic, good contested catches. Um, was, that the, was that the was that the
2: one when he's getting pressed over uh, by the sideline? Yep.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I saw the one.
2: that. Yep, I saw that today.
1: Yep. So, so I mean, I mean, that's another guy that's probably going to be around the turn if I had to guess in this year's class. So it's somewhere between you know pick nine to you know two hundred one, two hundred two. He's probably going to be somewhere in that
0: range. Well, one of these guys are going to jump up. You know, they're going to get they're going to get drafted higher than we thought. They're going to get drafted, or they're going to land on the premium spot that you that, that needed that receiver to really take him to the next level. So maybe he's possibly going to jump up in the class as so, well. But at least the talent is there.
2: Make a note, Tyler Johnson, Dominator,
0: Minnesota, the Dominator,
2: Dominator.
0: So even 112, 111, 110, The twenty twenty class is going to be bountiful. It's going to be fruitful. It's going to be hopefully everything it's been built up to be I mean since that 2014 class
2: so so, yeah so we're saying you know even even the tier that we were just talking about the guys that are going you know 13 pick 13 through 16 in 2019's draft these guys would have been middle of the first round type of hype guys is is that what I'm basically hearing
1: yep exactly okay yep I just just wanted
2: to clarify and kind of just and, and kind of drill that point home a little bit more that that No, that's a, that's a great point to drill home. Yeah. That's the discrepancy, you know, that you're going to have. That's, that's, that's how much better this, this 2020 class is than the 2019 class.
1: Now, all of that being said though, too, um, this hype is only going to probably continue to build as we start to see these guys on the field and that kind of stuff, just because it's supposed to be this legendary class. And I do think it will follow through on that. I do think these guys will be absolute studs at the next level sometimes the excitement and the hype gets so big that it gets top. And then you can sell some of these 2020 picks for proven NFL talent right now. I'm trying to remember the deal someone sent me, but it was something absurd. Like, uh, it was expected to be a higher end 2021st. And so he got like Mike Evans straight up for it. Oh. And I'm like, yes, do that all day. If people are going to, because that's what you hope this class turns into. You hope it turns into Mike Evans. You know, you don't know that it will. And so you will have an opportunity to sell high on some of these if the if the hype gets to a ridiculous
0: point. I would sell two twenty twenty first for Mike Evans. I would I would have no right. It's yeah, that's kind of a silly, silly offer. Right,
1: right? and that's not the, that's not common. But
2: but that but that but that's you to your point though. Yeah, right. That's yeah. to your point, Garrett. That it's it, that was an outlier, but but still the hype is is growing. That's and, how and, much the hype is out, there. and will and it will only continue to get higher the, the hype will get bigger and, and worse
0: so. yep. do you think it's worth trying to can we can we flip the hype on that where it's okay so we mentioned etn and then swift and like uh, judy can that hype possibly grow to like saquon level can one of those guys grow to that much hype where is it worth it now can you see any kind of potential where hey you have two first already. you have two 20 first, and there's a team on the bottom that you just like they maybe they don't even believe it but you were like, okay, this is going to be a bottom three team. You know, if I can get offer them these multiple firsts because they're clearly in rebuild mode now to get his first now before it becomes unobtainable, is that a move would you recommend or would you just say wait out because the class is too deep?
1: Yeah, I lean towards the waited out at this point um, because there's so much depth. Um, I don't, like I said, there. there is a tier um, with those top three running backs, but the next tier isn't, that far away it's not like it's not like this year's class where the the tier of Jacobs Montgomery and Sanders and then it's a big drop to Henderson, Harris, uh, Justice Hill, you know you're taking them like around later for the most part, um, whereas this you're talking about you know the the fifth pick or the fourth pick could easily end up being one of those guys that we consider second tier guys. I mean Eno you know, Benjamin on one of his one on one of his runs, he literally was so much better than defender he karaokeed on him like it was it was ridiculous, and he's not even considered one of the top three backs in the class, and so yeah i would I would wait back um, because I don't know that the discrepancy will be that big, and in fact, if it looks like I have the 101 or the 102 if i'm able to acquire like the 104 and the 108 or something like that for the 101 i'm probably doing it
0: okay well we'll have a whole what four months five months to talk about these rookies again after the season uh which is all we do in the off season break these down so This was a nice little tease, some names to kind of watch, pay attention to in 2020. And obviously after the NFL season, we'll dive right into this class and make sure you are prepared for your 2020 class and what to do with all this bountiful booty because X does mark the spot, Matt. So thanks, Garrett. Really appreciate that with all this insight here. Some guys I could pay attention to. I'm excited for the 2020 class. Don't be afraid, though, like Garrett said, too. If you get a crazy offer for that pick, always take the proven player. Right. You know yep. Even as good as these guys seem on film, doesn't guarantee one they're going to land in a good spot, or they're going to even live up to the hype at the NFL level. Always take the, take that price tag. We, we didn't mention earlier that uh, Tyler Boyd signed today uh, a four year, forty like three million dollar contract with the Bengals. Is he somebody? Can we put him in that tier of like okay? If somebody offered you a twenty twenty first, like would you give up your twenty twenty first for Boyd?
1: If I expected it to be late, yes. If I expect it to be in the top half, I don't think I could.
0: Where would you, like, what's like? What's a decision maker? Like, how good for this draft class proven player-wise? Like, a top-end first-round pick. Like, somebody's feeling like they know you're a bad team, and they just have an abundance of, like, say, wide receiver or running back. Like, where's, like, the threshold for you on that player? Like, you value a guy like DeAndre Swift, and etn and judy because what i mean is you know on dot nerds.com we actually have in our overall rankings we have 2020 picks and a 2021 first so we actually do have those in our rankings so we have a tier of those players but now that is considered just like a middle of the range pick and i think as we get closer to the season maybe we'll add a high 2021st and then a low 2021st as like mid through the season in the rankings but right now we have it on the site and we have it right around 59 for like a mid 2021st, which would be OJ Howard, Evan Ingram, Deshaun Watson, Tyler Lockett's above those 2021sts. But let's go above and beyond with these high end picks. Like where do we start to slide in a high 2021st?
1: Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. If somebody were to offer me, um, I, it would have to be pretty high. They would have to offer me, Probably Mike Mike. Williams. Okay. Um, They would probably have to offer me Chris Godwin. Um, They'd have to offer me. So you would do it uh, for
0: Chris Godwin, essentially.
1: Yeah, that would be about that. That tier there is where I would, where I'd really start to consider it. DJ Moore, um, those kind of guys. That would be the range Mm -hmm. where I would heavily consider trading a top three pick for one of those receivers. But even then, it would it would still be really tough for me to do. Yeah,
0: I think I would hold off, period, on training a player. I think the tier for me would be right around like the top. I'm talk, we're talking like top 26, 27 players. You know, for me, we're talking the Tyree Kill, Carry on Johnson's, but maybe even a little higher than that, too. You know, Stefan Diggs. Kind of range here because if you can have the chance to get one of these guys, one of these guys, no matter what, is going to come out with extreme hype. The talent's yeah. just too great, right? Yep. And I think it can get to that, if it can, not just Quan level, but maybe possibly in somewhere in that atmosphere of uh, just the situation's just too good and the player just comes out and just has a fantastic year, you're probably better just off holding on to the pick where then probably. you can get even a better player as it is and get into that Stefan Diggs kind of range, possibly.
1: Yeah. The thing, I'm trying to remember who said this, because I want to give them credit where credit is due. Um, But they said it's basically like we're talking about the 2014 uh, receiver class, but then we're talking about, what was it, 16 or 17 with Caffrey? Was that 17?
0: Yeah, 2007. Alvin Kamara. Yeah, Kamara. Yeah, Alvin Kamara,
1: Kareem Hunt. Um, you know, all of those guys, it's almost like we're talking about that running back class with the 14 receiver class of OBJ, Mike Evans, Devontae. Like, it's almost like those two classes have come together,
0: which seems almost oh my God, mythical Garrett, I'm pregnant. Oh, my God. I'm, <laughs> just, I'm pregnant.
2: That was a that was a perfect storm. Dude, for him. I
0: asked Garrett earlier in the show, like, how deep can he go with this? And now I'm pregnant. Now you're pregnant. He literally just took the 2017 running back class and the 2014 receiving class and said, that's what we're going with 2020.
2: And babies just started dropping out of you.
0: You know we're naming this baby Garrett Baker. <laughs> what are we naming it? Baker. Ba- Baker, May, male or female? It's baby Baker. Baby Baker. Wow, I think that would work. Now I don't know who said that too, but we should give credit where credit's due because that's a fantastic uh, selling point for the 2020 class. And good way to wrap up the show is saying, "Hey, 2014 receiving class, 2017 running back class, bring them together, and you're pregnant." With Baby Baker. This is great. So we'll talk about it again soon. In the meantime, uh, you can always follow me on Twitter, at Dynasty Rich.
2: I'm at Dynasty Matt.
0: I'm at Dynasty Price. That's a talk, all things 2019 season, which is upon us here soon. You can follow the site at Dynasty Nerds. Make sure you check out DynastyNerds.com every single day. Our articles are all free, and they're all fantastic. That's a lot of Fs, and you should give an F and go to DynastyNerds.com. Uh, we were talking about our Debbie Rankings, all our Rankings. You can find those as a member of the Nerd Herd. I, I do have a couple of membership, not members, but people that won into the Listener League. Uh, We'll be talking about it in the next episode, the Nerdhood episode. The next episode, we're actually going to start breaking down some training camp battles to pay attention to and what it means for your Dynasty team for how this pit plays out and how we like the way it's going to play out. Training camp battles to pay attention to in the nerd episode. For the rest of you guys, we'll be back here next week. Talk to you soon. Adios.